You're right guys, sorry for all the delays and technical difficulties, it's been a really long week for me and I'm slowly realising exactly why podcasters only released one podcast a week because uh, the editing takes such a long time but here is the seventh podcast, it's all okay, um, that's one week done, there's um, two more days to go. If you're new to this, uh, my name's Nat and I'm going mentally mindful for World Mental Health Day on the 10th of October by posting different discussions about mental health as podcasts to raise awareness about all the different topics surrounding mental health and showing people how it's totally okay to say and get people thinking about these topics and exploring them in more um, detail in order to understand mental health and to understand it more myself. This conversation is with one of the best bears I know. Me and long, long time friend James discuss the impact social circles have on mental health uh, as well as health and how toxic relationships, both romantic and social, with people can be a huge, huge part of it. So to properly introduce this podcast, uh, first I'm going to talk a little bit about empaths. Um, there was someone that shared a um, article today um, that I feel would be really beneficial to hear before this podcast. So here are the main qualities of an empath for those that don't know. Um, they're mainly someone that is highly sensitive to human energy and emotions. And um, it's something that me and James discuss a lot. So here are the main qualities. I'm going to read them all out for you. Someone that feels the need to be strong for the people around them. Hate being an inconvenience. Hide if they are hypersensitive. Absorb other people's emotions so they can feel other people's pain. Extroverted introverts, incredibly willing to socialise but sometimes uh, needs time alone. Replenished in nature as it provides them heaps of positive energy. Incredibly good at reading other people because of their emotional intelligence which can also prove problematic. Puts themselves aside for others causing a lot of self-inflicted emotional overflow and trauma. Targets for negative people, such as manipulators, because of their forgiving and understanding qualities, consistently terrified of the next person who will target them. Make important decisions by gut and intuition due to feeling like the universe is telling them something. Easily stressed, allow too many activities at one time, therefore damaging their health. And uh, this is almost what happened to me the other day, uh, because I was doing like five million things and uh, didn't sleep properly, so there you go. Easily taken advantage of because they can always see sunshine in storms and so manipulative people often know what strings to pull. Deep-rooted appreciation for everyone in their lives and really loves them. Like, I mean, really loves them. They live very hard and create deep connections with all relationships. So specifically, me and James will be discussing uh, negative relationships and how these affect our health and why social circles are extremely important to mental health and when to know whether a relationship with someone isn't working anymore and discuss how influential this is. Okay, so obviously I got back from from my month in Italy. I was quite socially starved. I wasn't unhappy uh, because I'd had an amazing time, but I wanted to spend some time with people, right? So mm-hmm. obviously I made some arrangements to, to spend time with people. These arrangements have turned out to all be negative, and so, you know, a lot of the benefit that I actually got from a holiday, I mean, I still feel chilled and relaxed because I was away for a month, but a lot of the benefit has gone. This was like a major mistake on my behalf, really, I guess, to organise to spend time with people who were known to be destructive individuals, you know, or unreliable, or it doesn't matter how much, you know, we've been talking about these things for like five years, you know, and we figured yeah. it all out in our heads and things, you know. We know 
that we shouldn't spend time with people who are damaging or destructive, etc. But these things are still getting roted in. Why were they roted in? That's, yeah, why were they roted in in the first place? <laughs> but like the thing is, so you're saying, do you, right, do you reckon that since you've gone on your massive break, that getting into these social situations now is actually worse because of the break? Or would you say that it's just sort of I think heightened? the issue was that obviously, you know, like loneliness is not is not beneficial for anyone. You know, it's dangerous in itself. I think having such a lot of time away, like created a need for me to socialise. So I, I made four social arrangements this week. Do you know what I mean? So it's like, it's a lack of balance. I should have probably gone on holiday with someone, but I didn't figure it out. I thought it'd be cool to go away on my own. I did enjoy some of that alone time, but like four weeks alone is too much. It's like if you've got enough socialising planned in those four weeks, you don't get lonely and then you don't come back and make plans with people who you know are potential to cause you a lot of, you know, disturbance to your to your mental health. And you know, I think actually the loneliness is is probably less dangerous than having these these kind of like negative relationships, you know, because these negative relationships are completely toxic. Like I don't think people really understand how from a health perspective, like bodily health as well as mental health, like how dangerous negative interactions are in terms of stress and in terms of actually how your body like physiologically responds to these kind of interactions can you give me an example for example uh, there's a study that suggests that people who admit that they're in destructive relationships are seven times more likely to have a cold at any one point in time right because their immune system is so run down it doesn't work properly because they're mm-hmm. constant, then they're getting home from work and they're being stressed. You need to get home from work and relax. And obviously they're not doing that because these people are stressing them out. The stress from the relationship gets into the body through mental mechanisms, you know, like bullying or abuse or, you know, just unpleasant interactions. I'll give you an example. I told a joke, right, about a guy I knew, right, who... <laughs> was a bit plain right he's a bit of a plain guy i'm sure he's a nice guy i've got no issue with him whatsoever he's just plain and i told a joke about this guy to this friend i have who's somewhat antagonistic she began engaging in five minute barrage of criticism about how i was judgmental it's like let's just walk away from this friendship because this happens all the time we talk about something she picks on me and then attacks me winds me up and makes me sad just get rid yeah just get rid yeah definitely that monday if i'd had dinner by myself and then gone to cinema by myself i would have been happier than if i'd gone to a restaurant been told that i'm a horrible judgmental person and had someone storm out of the restaurant on me actually she stormed out it's like this has happened so many times and like We do get on, like, when I'm not being abused, we get on fine. Obviously, there comes a point where you just have to, I think, abandon the friendship. Yeah. Because what is the point in sitting opposite someone and continually being abused? Yeah. There's no point. Like I said, it's not beneficial for mental health. It's not beneficial for bodily health. So there's literally is no point. No. And then the other three interactions that I've had this week have been with potential... um, romantic situations 
And again, mm-hmm. these romantic situations should have never been allowed to get into the level that they were at, basically. I think, again, that was just because maybe the loneliness from Sardin. I mean, I was feeling pretty confident when I came back as well, you know, I was thinking, yeah, feeling pretty good about myself. I'm on form. They've drained my confidence away. You remember when I got back, I was so happy. Yeah. I was, like, buzzing to be me. These three girls have, like, drained my confidence. Not completely drained it. I mean, let's not be overdramatic. But, like, and this is a point I'm trying to make, really. A lot of mental health problems and mood problems are obviously biological in nature. And they stem from, you know, real deep-seated biological problems in the brain. And I'm not really talking about those issues, you know. Those issues are for psychiatrists. And the point I'm making is that if you don't have necessarily any biological problems with your brain, but you surround yourself with fucking morons, right, then after a time, there's only so much. You know, I had an amazing holiday, the best holiday I've ever had, right? You saw my mood when I got back. Yeah, right? it was unreal. Four days of these four sicknesses. I'm not back to where I was, but I've certainly been brought down. And and it, it, and to be honest, it's my own fault. Because but, you've allowed yourself to spend time with these people when you already know that you don't necessarily get anything positive from your interaction with them yeah of course i mean two of these individuals and i won't name the names but two of them have been persistently discussed by you and me over the past month and the only things the only four or five words you've used to describe them is illness sickness get rid you know okay just three words actually because they they should be rid should be rid and and i think this is they should be rid this is a problem for so many people i mean you've had this problem you know of where you allowed toxic individuals into your life 100 they drain your confidence they change the way you behave you end up Checking your phone, reading your emails. Some people still communicate through email. You know, checking your Instagram, your Facebook, right? Because these people can't actually communicate properly. You know, they change you from the normal kind of happy person that you are into this kind of anxious person. And then they'll blame you. You'll be blamed then for the way that you behave. They won't take any responsibility for their role in how they make you behave. And of course, it takes a really strong person to go, do you know what? Actually, I didn't really do anything wrong here. You're just a bit of a dick. (laughs) And, you know, a lot of people don't, don't, you found that very difficult. I still find it difficult. Like I still, there is still times. Okay, in hindsight, there are times where I 100% know that some people that I've, obviously being close to i can turn around and say i didn't do anything wrong yeah of but course. at the same time like i 100 percent believe that i always do something wrong in these scenarios and especially when i'm oh, within the scenario i feel like i'm the sole person that's done something wrong to cause all of this to happen and, and i think you know that's one of the the great things about you isn't it is that you know we're able to communicate and and when we do have arguments or whatever you know it never drags on because we can easily diagnose no. it we're happy to admit our own flaws and we're not abusive towards one another we don't have to you know and this is a 
positive emotional relationship that has never caused me a day, a, a, even an hour of upset or anger or anything. But these, I think one of the problems is that these friendships are, are not that common. And obviously we don't get to see each other as much. You know, it would have been nicer if I could have gone see Girls Trip with you on Monday and gone to the Noodle Bar, do you know what I mean? But unfortunately that wasn't the case and I had to fall upon people that maybe I don't... So I think it's really difficult, but... I'd say our friendship in specific, like, we're very good at understanding exactly how the other person is for all of, like, their good and bad Bad. points. But to the point that we just accept it. I remember we've only had one argument, and that was earlier this year, and I... Yeah, it was. It was to do with the fact that you keep allowing yourself, you know, to tolerate... I don't know. I mean, I think in relation to this specific argument, if if we just quickly review it, it was about the fact that you were allowing certain standards of behaviours from certain people that I thought were negative for you. But in your defence, you're maybe a little bit more tolerant than me of other people's behaviour. Yeah. I mean, I'm completely tolerant of people that I like, but but I think that's good. Like, I think it's good that you tolerate people's behaviour more than I do. I think that's really good. I think it's just, yeah. is their beha- does their behaviour then negatively impact you? Exactly. Yeah. And I think at points in my life, it definitely has. Like certain yeah. people that I've known and been friends with slash romantic relations with or whatever, there's a line. And I think sometimes I don't allow myself that line. Like I go... I, it's almost like it detriments my anxiety to begin with yeah. when it starts going a bit skew yeah. and then it just keeps going down and down and down and down and down to the point where then my tolerance is just getting like I'm more I end up more tolerant because I'm almost down at like absolute like floor point if yeah that makes of course sense. like I've been my anxiety has been hit so much and it then detriments myself to the point where I'm, I'm an absolute weakness for the yeah of for course that. and then I yeah. will accept any behavior yeah. Yeah. just for the sake of um not feeling alone yeah or being accepted for the way I am because I realize because it's in those points that I realize how bad my anxiety is and then I feel like a burden to these people so then I'm blame it's like this circle where I'm then blaming myself but then I accept this toxic behavior that then is that makes me it in worse that position yeah. in the first place but yeah I, so I don't really know what the answer is I mean I guess the answer is to make sure that you strengthen the positive friendships that you have and always pay like it would be a disgrace if we neglected our friendship ever you yeah. know for any of these type of illnesses that come in priority levels in it definitely it's like we know we don't see sometimes we speak all the time and then sometimes we don't speak for a few weeks yeah but that's all right and then yeah but it's all right like I, i've never felt anxious about our friendship no whatsoever. of course of course cause... i've never felt the need to and there's a, there's a lot of friendships i have where i never i would never feel anxious about it but there's certain friendships i have sometimes i i'm just constantly on edge like i'm yeah. worried i'm worried that if i don't keep in contact with this person that they're going to dislike me or if i don't say the right thing they're going to dislike me which is unhealthy yeah definitely and then how how have I got to that position in the friendship in the first place? Does that mean that the entire relationship with that person shouldn't be had if it makes me feel that way? Well, I think this is a this is a key issue, isn't it? Like probably the key issue. Like if someone is making you if the if the fun and relaxation that you get from one person is not as much as the anxiety and stress that you get from that person, then they need to go. Yeah. Potentially. And I think that's really hard 
to deduce because if that person is your only friend it's difficult because you can't live a life without friends i mean i think like putting making sure that you put like, emphasis into the positive friendships is clearly the answer the thing is with these people who behave in a toxic way towards you or towards me or towards others is you often feel like motivated to try and like please them and save the friendship because of this kind of these games that these people play you know there's a certain individual at the moment right who isn't particularly interesting but keeps me in a state of suspense as to whether we're going to spend time together right yeah it's like if I was actually spending time with this girl, to be honest, I would probably be bored and, and go home. But every day I am rejected by this person. And so then I end up trying to... I've been rejected today by this person. There's not enough time, apparently, to spend time with me. Yeah. Yeah. It's like... But, sometimes, but this is the thing. Like, sometimes that's legit, but then... Oh, occasionally. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes that's legit. But then why is it in certain scenarios you can tell that that's legit behavior and then some scenarios it's like oh well, yeah of course it's because it's, it's bullshit yeah. yeah yeah if you if you said to me sorry natter i've not got time yeah you'd know it was the truth yeah but then there are some people where it's like yeah no i've not got time and then you you i don't know they're playing fucking rayman at home do you know what i mean they're playing rayman it's exactly. like if you need to urgently exactly. call your partner you called up your partner and they say sorry I can't talk on playing FIFA. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. you know, it's like priorities. Just talk to me. Exactly. Rayman is not an excuse to not spend time. Absolutely. And Rayman this person, what? but what I don't understand, right, and I can't figure this out with this person, it's been going for four months. And the thing is, I'll say, don't worry, we don't have to spend time. It's absolutely fine. I'll just let you on your way. I'll go about my business. Let's just not worry. There's no need for a big row. Oh, no, 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 I do. No, we, I definitely want to spend time with you. I definitely want to hang yeah. out with you. No, you don't. Just get rid. Yeah. Just, you know, it, it would even be easier if these people would just turn around and legit just say, Yeah, yeah. Listen, I just don't want to spend time with yeah, you. Yeah, just and I'm got not no interest. Interested. Yeah, it'd be All fine. Right, see you later. But I've even said this. I've sent some messages, you know. It's absolutely cool. I don't mind. It's absolutely fine. I'd, yeah. I would rather not spend time with you and not bombard your inbox, you know, two or three times a week, offering plans. You know, sometimes plans get made and then no reference is made to them for the whole of the week. You message that person an hour or so before to find yes. out what's going on and nothing's going on. Exactly. exactly. So like, just get, just... But I think, but... You know, the thing is with, like, people like me and you is we still keep... We know that this is nonsense, yet there's some kind of part of us that is, like, programmed to just keep going, oh, when should we hang out? Exactly. It, it isn't good. Do you think that that's normal, or do you think that it is affected by no, I think that, mental health? I think that we... I think that different people have different emotional and social needs, right? And I think both me and you have a similar personality style in that we like spending time with people, but we like our own time. Do you know what I mean? We need our own time. But the thing is, we yeah. need we need possibly more social interaction than we actually get. But the problem is, is the lack of quality. One of the good things, one of the two action points that would be nice, isn't it, is 
Firstly, to stop pursuing these people who are known time wasters. Well, I'm going to make a list, right, of known time wasters, right, and I'm never going to message them again, right? If they want to have me in their life, then they will have to make a lot of effort with me. I'm never going to message these people ever again, right? This is true. It's really going to happen. And I genuinely believe that my life will be better for this. And the second thing is that, is that people who actually have no intention of doing things be really quite handy if they could actually be like honest about, you know, just say, look, it's nothing personal. People are people. Some people like some people. Other people like other people. I like you, think you're a nice person, but I don't want to spend time with you. It's absolutely yeah, it's okay. fine. Go play Rayman. No issue whatsoever. Just like, say, I'd rather be playing Rayman, yeah, just, and then we would Rayman. know, and then we don't, you know, we can put that energy into the more positive relationships that we have. Yeah, definitely. Exactly. Well, that's the key thing, isn't it? It's like putting energy into key relationships. But I think as well, it's, I think to go back to what we were saying before, is this point about diagnosing someone who will be beneficial for your life versus someone who... You keep, you keep constantly texting to spend time with you. Because, like, your brain is tricking you. Yeah. I think that's a really important point because you have to, like, think about these people. And a lot of the time, the people who you're most compelled to want to see are actually the least beneficial for your well-being and your health. Because they end up making you the most anxious, so they're the ones that you end up thinking about but, more. The amount that you want to spend time with them is not necessarily a function of how much you've enjoyed spending time with them. Often, it's a type. It results from the type of games that they're playing. You know, and boys are are, are pretty good at this. It's like making fit, making girls feel anxious because girls are on average a little bit more emotional than guys. You know, guys can manipulate girls' emotions. People say to me, "Oh, they'll tell me about someone who's abusive." A specific example, a friend of mine had a boyfriend that actually abused her, right? Physically, as well as mentally. I mean, this guy is a horrendous human being. I would say one of the worst people I've ever known or come into contact with in my entire life, right? She's a very nice girl, but she's addicted to him. It's like, these addictions are not healthy. They're literally toxic. She says she's not seen him now for three weeks, right? She says to me now, oh... My anxiety's gone away. She didn't love... And she kept saying, I love him, I love him. And I said, no, you don't love him. You're addicted to him. And it's like it's like drugs. Yeah. These guys are very... It's like some guys are very good at this with girls. It's like getting them addicted. But these addictions, like, they're not beneficial for... They're not beneficial for your health, for your mental health. They're just not beneficial for your life. It's like once... You know, when you were coming out of... When you were passing through, like, say, 20 to 21... You were going, starting to go through that journey where you were realizing that how much you wanted to talk to someone was not necessarily an indication of their merit as a person in your life. You know that there are some people who've passed through your life, right, who conduct their affairs in a very, very questionable manner. Not only towards you, but towards their first girlfriend, the girl that they 
were messaging whilst they were with the first girlfriend, the girl that they were messaging whilst he was with his second girlfriend and his third girlfriend and his fourth girlfriend, you know. It's like these type of guys, are not they're not positive. And people say, oh, yeah, but I don't like boring guys. It's like acting like a dick is not interesting. Well, I wonder as well if emotional style is actually something that's really important. I mean, this was something we talked a lot about, wasn't it, with your one of your first boyfriends, was that you had yeah. very different emotional styles. And so you weren't yeah. necessarily able to, you know, and this was one of the problems that I had with one of these girls last week. You know, if I send someone six text messages, they don't reply for a week or so then i probably will ask a question i'll always be polite like i know some people just don't respond as much and i know some people just aren't interested but i will always re- i will always message and say look i know i sent you six messages like you didn't reply you know is is anything going on like busy like you're having a difficult time or like you know are you, are you- okay? what's happening you know if i'm seeing this person then obviously i'll ask them questions about what's going on between us as well at some point it's like some people aren't like that but some people are now this woman in particular turns around to me and accuses me of conducting pity parties right it's like you know it's an emotional style right i'm not going to use negative language about her emotional style i could do i could say she's indifferent i could say she rebels against any emotional intimacy you know i could make many many criticisms of her emotional style but i don't see them as criticisms they're just different ways of behaving and i think like once you start using negative language about someone in that way oh it's dead it's totally dead it's like maybe you can have a relationship with someone who is different to you emotionally but if they refer to you expressing your emotions as having a pity party do you think that you can have do you think you could have a relationship with someone who had a polar opposite relationship emotional style if they were respectful about the way you are and didn't say things like pity parties and things i mean i was in a relationship with someone for yeah true that. that had a very different emotional style to me and at times it did cause conflicts but yeah. at the same time like we there were a lot of occasions where we managed to deal with it yeah that's now um i would say towards the end of that relationship it became um a big issue for me personally only because uh with certain issues of mine um they weren't able to see those as issues yeah yes i remember this yeah like your anxiety problems and things yeah Uh, not even just that but general like certain issues with i mean i'm not gonna say them for no of course because that's a bit personal either way there were things that had made me upset right yeah and that person couldn't understand why they were things that made me upset yeah exactly and then you know it was then about me rather than like, like feedback almost it's like okay well this is how this action affects you emotionally yeah i'm then going to respect that that's the way that, that you, it re- you yes exactly yeah definitely yeah. you know and it's you i think so i think you can work with someone that does have a very different emotional style to you but you need to be respectful and understand that that is how their emotions work yeah definitely when it gets to the point where the other person is deeply affected by something and you are refusing to say that that is a problem or saying like, yeah no, this is just something for you like this is a problem for yeah you, it's your problem sorted out yeah exactly yeah, well that's what happened with pissy party yeah it. that is definitely a sign that you 
you just cannot carry on with that relationship because yeah, that person is then unable to understand or respect your emotions. Yeah, deaths. So I think that if you regard if you do have like different emotional styles, as long as you can respect and understand those different emotional styles, then great. Yeah. But if it's to the point where you aren't willing to and it then becomes a point of being very disrespectful to the yeah. other person towards Pity party. Yeah. Then there you go. Yeah, deft. We're never going to come across people all the time that have the same emotional reactions as us. No, of course. Emotional. The thing is, like, this was one of the reasons that I allowed, that I gave this person so many chances. So many abusive comments were made. You know, I just thought, well, it's just the way she uses language. You know, she probably just doesn't understand it's hurtful. And, you know, I'm just going to, I'm not even going to, like, hate her for it. I'll just let it go and we'll just talk about the differences that we have between us and be and be respectful right and like make a joke out of it and stuff and it's like i try to talk about differences like with neutral language not pity party like just neutral like not your you know oh you're having another indifferent bitch party it's like just you're just different but i think it is hard and i think i think it's hard for us because we are both emotional and we react to the way that other people treat us very strongly we need to be with people who are going to respect that very least yeah it's hard isn't it? and surround ourselves with people that respect that yeah like dina like it's like dina dina's yeah. incredible isn't she yeah great girl So thanks guys for listening to that one. James is one of my absolute closest pals. I've known him for about five years and has been there through the last five years of my life like nobody else. Uh, If there is anyone that knows me, it's him. So it was great to have this discussion. Um, And this is a regular conversation that we have, as you may have guessed, hence why there's a lot of particular language used, um, which we'll put the um, translations for in case any of you couldn't understand half of that. So um, stay tuned for tomorrow and please don't forget to donate and don't forget to check the other podcasts and share them with your mates and get people talking about mental health. Please guys, don't forget to donate and if you've seen any of my recent social media posts, you'll see that for the final uh, mental health podcast slash video, I'm taking contributions from everyone for it. So if you are interested, please uh, click those links and check it out. Send something in if you'd like to, but remember, it's it's entirely what comforts you. Like, you, you don't have to do it. Don't feel obliged to do it if you don't want to. Um, it's all completely up to you. You guys have the reins on it. And, um, yeah, just send... If you do want to send something in, um, be wary and just do it if you feel comfortable, yeah? <laughs>